0: Episode 123, Teo Irvine Hendrix.
1: Welcome, the Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. Tracking down the finest alpha minds on the planet for you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Worlds they live by. For example, put the cookie down. Origins, biggest failures, fears, awakening moments, Yoda questions, yin yang, the alpha round, and their wake up question to finish
0: to get all the updates and exclusive insider tips and resources of what's coming up and really be in touch with this show and make sure you don't miss a trick, head over to ayalpha.com and I'll give you all the resources through there. Sign up, sign up to me and currently we're giving away my number one
1: best-selling book, The New Rules of Success, completely free. Do the little guy a favor, subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my bag.
0: Bit of background behind this week's show. Um, me and Tao had so many technical problems trying to get this interview going and make sure the sound was there and recording. And at the end, we got a brilliant interview down. Um, Tao is absolutely such good value on this. A really nice lady, gives such great answers. Unfortunately, when we finally set it up, my side of the audio is completely lost. And there is no way I'm going to make her go for another podcast when she did it so well. So if my side sounds a little bit weird... That's the way it is, but Tao is absolutely on form. She's an amazing woman with so much to offer. So this is the reality of doing a podcast and putting out so many episodes. Um, it, it was a challenge to get this audio together, um, but I think you'll be very happy with it, and I am as well. So I'm just so glad we didn't lose the important bit, Tao. So here she is. Enjoy. Get to the podcast. Okay, good morning, everyone. We have a quality one on the line today. We have Teo Irvine Hendricks on the line. She's lived an extraordinary life as a healer, musician, and philanthropist. Her love of music kicked in at just three years of age when she was given a drum by her father, Jimmy. Tao is a multifaceted individual who has learned to accept and embrace all her life experiences and put those with her vast training, qualifications, and knowledge to the betterment and enrichment of other people's lives. An acclaimed healing musician and consultant, she is recognized for bridging ancient healing methods and modern culture. Her passion is to provide healing, the mind, body, and spirit through metaphysical growth and knowledge. Firstly, Teo, are you ready to awaken your alpha? Yes, I most certainly am. Is there anything you'd like to add to that short bio and intro?
2: No, I think it's good to go. Let's, um, yep, let's go.
0: Well, we like to start the Awaken Your Alpha show with a particular quote that really resonates with you, something that you like to live your life by. Is there anything that springs to mind? There are a couple of quotes that I often use. My own personal quote is, We are both teacher and pupil.
2: As we teach, so shall we learn, because I do believe that we're constantly learning. Um, but I also like Dad's quote of the power of love, you know, when the power of love overcomes the love of power, the world will know peace. I mean, that's an amazing quote. Um, and I think that's been used several times um, by numerous people. But it's actually true. When we all stop. You know, when we all start wanting to be in control and we just start showing, you know, the
0: the love that we have for one another, everything will be very different. Completely agree. Um, I just want to know like what do you actually get up to on a daily basis like what is your area of martial what do you spend most of your time doing
2: um, I, I live my best life so, so I mean really for me I do so many different things it, it's, it's like a platter of you know I have three different areas I have the youth foundation um, where we're helping young people to live their best life um, we have the Terry Healing Centre which is what you were explaining about which is about very much about tapping into your the power within and, and learning to be the best that you can be and, and not being sort of um, daunted by the experiences that we have, taking them as lessons and, and powerful tools to learn from rather than hiding on the ground and thinking, oh my God, life is treating me so badly. I mean, they're all lessons. And if you take them as lessons rather than things that you're actually doing wrong, you realize how much you're learning. So that for me is important. But I've also started doing, I've gone back to my roots, which is music as well. So that's a really important thing. We're at a Downing Street event a couple of years back um And they said about doing some music, so that's where that came from um but it's good, so so really, I clap the three together. It all gets a bit chaotic at times, but ultimately i I have a good life, I like what I do, I help peace, you know people as much as I can, um and I'm never too strong to sort of say sometimes I need to be weak and I need to sit down and take stock of what's going on so so that's where I was. Last year was a funny year, this year is going to be a very empowering year. Um, it's it's all about just changes, you know. The seasons change, the years change, and as you get older, you change. So it's there's all you know. It's it's all that sort of um, thing that's going on. So I never really look at my life and think, okay, this is what I do. <laughs> well, I do sometimes. I get up thinking this is what I do, and I go to bed thinking, okay, that's not what I do. This is
0: what I do. <laughs> so
2: it is very much like that. I do whatever needs to be
0: done, basically. Okay, this is our origin question. We obviously know you've got a very famous father and Jimmy, but where did you grow up? How did you grow up? What was it like? How did you get from there to this point?
2: Yeah, we had, um, my, my parents had homes in, 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 in lots of different places, London, Liverpool, Leeds. We grew up um, in many different cities in, in, in the UK, um, lived sometimes in the States. So there's, there's a lot of um, background to it. But I think the reason I became the way that I am now, that the background to me is really my parentage. It, it's You know, my, my mom was very much a, a healer. And a counsellor. My father was a musician. My stepdad. Um, my my father was also um, a boxer. So there was there was lots of things that we did within the family. Um, but healing has been a very big thing in our family. Whether it's you know having a, a, your grandmother being connected to healing or your mother being connected to healing. So that was a, that was one area. But music was very very important in our house. You know very important. So that was how music became such a big thing um, as well. And the fact that we had very strange people coming in and out the house at times. We thought they were normal, Adam, but to other people, now it's in hindsight you look back. You know, I always say with hindsight, we're all Einstein, aren't we? We, You're looking back at something, you know, and you sort of go, wow, that was a bit odd. But it was very creative in our world, very, very creative. It was, if anything, I think that was the biggest thing. For me, it's all about you being creative. I think if you are creative, you tap into areas of the soul that you maybe wouldn't tap into if you didn't open that door. Creativity is the door that takes you everywhere. It's amazing. So we were taught that as children to be as creative as you wanted. We could go off and have these funny ideas. I could draw, paint, sing. What did you actually want to be when you was growing up? Um... What did I want to be? That's a really good one. What did I want to be when I was growing? I actually wanted to be a donkey. You know, I really love donkeys. So when I was growing up, I wanted to be a donkey. Um, But I, I, I originally, as a child... That was all I knew, music, so I knew we were going to be, I knew we, I say we, it's like the royal we, the whole family, I knew we were creative, for us we were never sort of what do you want to be, there was never a what do you want to be, um, I, when I was at school I was sort of like 12 or 13, <laughs> I realized I couldn't be a donkey, when I was 12 or 13 um, I started drumming at school, um, and the only reason I did that was to get out of, this can sound really bad. <laughs> You might need to edit this. But I did that to get out of religious education. The reason I did that, Adam, was because our RE teacher was really odd. And he used to do tarot cards. Go, do mine, do mine, do mine. And, of course, the bell went one day. And he turned over the death card. So for, for weeks, I thought I was dying. And he wouldn't finish it, you know. And I, and I came home. And after about a week, I told my mother. She was saying, what is wrong with you? You know, I was very quiet and very somber. I thought I was dying. Um, and she told me, she taught me back to the school, how to go at this guy and, and, and told me death card didn't mean that. And that was where I started to get interested in the alternative sort of, you know, to life. What, what people told you wasn't necessarily the truth. So religion and these two other areas, the other area of the, of the more sort of uh, spiritual side, I started to tap into that as well because I was curious about that. So when I was about 13, but that was the same time as doing music. I, I tapped into the drumming
0: and loved it. I mean, that sounds like a bit of an awakening type moment. And we asked that question, you know, when did it all start to change for you? When did you sort of find the path that you're on today?
2: It's a really complicated one because my life is so complex. Um, I got onto the path during music, as I say, when I was about 13. But then, you know, my dad gave me my first drum when I was four, a little hand drum. So I used to use that and take that. I still have that. Actually, I'm looking at that now. It's right behind me in the chair. Um so I would drum, and that was really important to me. For me, I had a habit. I would use my drum to get it in rhythm with my heartbeat, and that was how I used to do it. That was how I started, and I would put my hand on people as a very young child so to get their heartbeat or get their pulse, and I would drum with it. So that was, that was the first thing for me. So in some ways, as I'm talking now, it was, I was kind of always going to be a healer and a musician because <laughs> I was using the drum even then to see if someone's heartbeat was going up or going this. Sorry, oh, I'd never thought about it before. Um, so, so on some level, I was always that person. And I think because I had the two elements in my world, it was always important to me. I, I, always wanted, I didn't like seeing people sad, so I always wanted to help them. If they were physically unwell, I always wanted to try and see what we could do to make them better. Because for me, it was always about... You don't have to be, it's all about choices. You don't have to be where you are. You can choose to, to, you know, elevate yourself up to the next level. And that's how I've always lived my life. So I see, you know, I, I find it a weakness if you don't try to pick yourself up. Um, and, and even people who keep picking themselves up and falling down and picking themselves the strength is in picking yourself up. It, it's like, you know, you have to rise stronger than you fall. Each time you fall, get yourself up. It's not about how many times you fall. It's about how strong you lift yourself back up off the ground. So it was always for me about healing and about music. All the two things go together. And I know for a lot of people that doesn't make sense. But for me, that's all I've known.
0: You mentioned there about sort of falling down and getting back up. Um, Were there periods in your life, you know, when when you were down for quite a long time and you, you, you really struggled to get back and get to the point you're at today? I mean, can you tell us about some of them times?
2: I think the biggest thing for me is my my life changer when you said what changed. I I was a musician um, and did a lot of stuff. We would sing with a lot of artists and and had a great time back in the 80s. And and then the partner I was with at that time um, committed suicide. And that was it, bang. And at that point, I I took out 20 years. So that was, and but what I did at that point was I then went off and retrained as a healer. So I trained in psychology, I trained in hypnotherapy, I trained as a nutritionist, I trained in all these different areas because I then wanted to make the mind as strong as the body. I'm very much about making the body fit. I was, you know, as as a musician, as a drummer, I was always physically fit you know, um, I would I would be in the gym two or three days a week, and fr- from the age of sort of 15, 16, and 17. Um, but once the suicide happened, it, it left me quite. Oh my God, what did I do? And it really wasn't anything I'd done, but it, it does take it out of you. Um, and that took me a long time. That was that's the only real thing in my life that's taken me a long time to bounce back from. But. I'm not, I mean, I'm glad that I went through the experience because it's actually helped me become who I am today. And I would never have connected in the healing side that I did. Um, you know, for him, it was very much about, he was upset about the Hendrix side and about this side and that. And, and it's quite a daunting prospect. You know, you connect with somebody of of that name, that title, and, and, and it can make your life seem quite uh, complicated, unnecessarily complicated. And I think that was the journey for him. But for me, it helped me, 20 years later (laughs) it helped me sort of come through the come through the process and think oh okay that's what it was about but it allowed me to do the training the rest of the training that i've done well
0: this is our yoda question who helped awaken your alpha who helped you It could be a couple of figures or one key figure it's up to you
2: who helped my mum. My mum was it. My mum. My mum died in '95, but she was the one who. She, ma- you know what? She raised women. She didn't raise little girls, and she raised us as women, uh, strong women. She was. She was five foot. She was a little pocket pit bull and that that's what it was that made me you know as a even down to how i was sort of (laughs) created um all of that i'm i'm comfortable with all of that now initially it was like oh man but my mom raised me to understand that we are what we are you know and you should never ever be anything other than proud of who you are and if you put your head down at night and you're not feeling comfortable get up the next day and change it you know, because all you've got to do is just make yourself comfortable. So my mum, my mum created the alpha female. Mom, in fact, I'm pretty sure she was the alpha female. She was like the matriarch, you know, and, and that's what she created. She created us to be strong. And, and she also made us understand that it wasn't just about you. It's never about you. The journey is never just about you. It's about the footsteps you leave behind and and how you help people and, you know, what's left. It's not just because one day you're not going to be here, but what will be here is your journey. Journey will always be there. Somebody gets inspiration from it. Look at the history. You know, you see... Right, Nelson Mandela's just gone. But you look at Bantu Stephen Biko, you look at Aline Sittajata, all these people have done amazing things in history. And we're standing on their shoulders and, and being who we are today. For some people, we're going to be those people. So that's how you have to look at it. You, you need to look at, we were raised to look at our life, that we
0: can make a difference. I know you said you've been all over, but where would you class as your hometown? London. Okay, well, this is our complete blank around. you just got to finish my sentence, fill in the blank, and we'll find out a little bit more about you. If I was ever to visit London, I should...
2: Oh, there's lots of things I think they should do. I would say, I mean, you want to north, south, east, west. For me, you know, go wherever you, knock yourself out. But for me, I think you obviously need to go up to the city. You need to go up to town. You need to go up to the West End. You need to go to nice places. Go and see a nice club. Maybe go and have a meal at Ronnie Scott's and pop in and go to the Haymarket Hotel. I love the Haymarket Hotel. We go there for interviews and stuff. Do great food there as well. So pop in and there. Maybe go and check out Chinatown. Just just go around the West End to see people. Spend some time for anybody who saw The um, Olympics, there was Olympics, a lot of Olympic stuff, the question stuff was done over in Greenwich. So Greenwich for me, I love, absolutely love it. Dad had a studio in Greenwich Village in New York, and we're looking to get a studio in Greenwich Village, London. So we're we're balancing the two things out. I mean, Greenwich is amazing, amazing, love it. I love Blackheath. Um, If you come down there, you'll see me there a lot. (laughs) Come in the park, in Blackheath Park, with Greenwich Park with the dogs and stuff, you know, you'll you'll see me there chasing a dog going, come back!
0: Sounds like you absolutely love London.
2: I absolutely love London. Get on a boat, go down the Thames, you know, and just listen to all the different accents that are here. You know, London is an amazing place. It's hilarious.
0: Your best friend would describe you as... Eccentric. You upset people by... My eccentricity, probably.
2: (laughs) I upset people by opening my mouth, Adam.
0: (laughs) Your favourite movie is? Ooh, my favourite movie. Favourite movie that I can share. I like Seven. I
2: like Seven. That's really sort of like, ooh, yeah.
0: Now that is a quality movie, you know. Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman, absolutely loved it myself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you've made it to the alpha round. So this is where we're going to get any tools, tricks, and resources. Um, and we'd like to start that off with a particular book recommendation. If there's any books that you've read over your life that you think would be worth passing on?
2: I, do you know what is really funny? I, I actually don't read many books. And the reason I don't read many books is because I like to do the journey myself. So, so I listen to what a lot of other people say. I know a lot of what we say comes out of a lot of books, or you read it and it's regurgitated by everybody else. But I, the reason I don't read a lot of books is because it's just their opinion. So it's just their opinion like it's just my opinion. So for me, I like autobiographies. Um, the book I'm reading at the moment, and I've read it several times, Maya Angelou's, um, I Know Why the cage Birds Sing. So I, I read things like that. I like Mandela's Long Walk to Freedom. There's there's lots of things that I like, but I tend to go with, um, and I'm reading um, Muhammad Ali's book, one of the Muhammad Ali's book at the moment, his life story. I I like life stories because I like to understand people's journeys. Um, But really books for me, I'm not really a book person. I'm a get up on do it yourself person. Um, And I do think the problem that you have is you can read books and you think you know everything, but actually you really don't. So unless you've experienced it, It's a bit like reading. It's a little bit like reading what a cheesecake tastes like. You just don't know. That absolutely doesn't explain anything. So I I think you've really got to get up
0: there and do it yourself and
2: make mistakes
0: and grow. Well, you mentioned there, you know, some brilliant autobiographies and some really inspiring people. So, I mean, that's that's plenty of recommendations for our listeners to enjoy themselves. Is there a particular alpha habit that you do daily?
2: I swim every day, but that's my meditation spot. When I was losing, I lost lots of weight. In 2012, you know when I sort of went to that Downing Street event and they got us doing the singing. And before then, because I'd been, I'd been mourning Stevens for some, for sort of like 20 years, um, but before, so I hadn't really been out. She'd pile on all this weight. I was sitting there listening to everybody else's problems and you're eating and taking on all this stuff. And then I saw myself in the paper at the Downing Street event and I thought, who is that? Oh, my God, who's that? And then I realized it was me. It was like, she got the same top as me. That top looks really good. Oh, my God, no. So at that point, I knew I had to lose weight, and, and I I started to swim. So for me, swimming is a big thing. So I've lost 10 stone through swimming. Well, not just through swimming. I haven't swam that far. But, you know, I mean, it's been through swimming and through exercise. But swimming is what keeps me doing it in the day. It it, it keeps me motivated. I, start, I swim about 6 o'clock in the morning. Um, And because of that, it really keeps me focused. So after I've done, I started doing about 40, 50, and now I do 100 a day. So for me, that was the be-all and end-all. I used to do meditation. i tell my clients a lot to do meditation, to do walking. It's really kind of whatever sets you up. For me, my swim is where I do my meditation. I have my headphones on as I'm swimming now, and I just have my sort of, you know, sounds, meditation sounds going on as I'm swimming through the water whatever unless i'm listening to you know pharrell williams or someone um and then i'm swimming at speed but otherwise i'm swimming quite slowly and i've you know i'm just getting the pace and during that swim i kind of work out what i'm going to be doing for the day the the day is how's the day going to go what have you got on what do you need to do you know and and you can tap into your inner self and work out okay how are you feeling you know
0: what are you feeling what do you need to do for the day do you need to take care of yourself today you mentioned there taking care of yourself i mean it could be taking care of yourself taking care of your business or just your life. Are there any little resources or things that you use that really help you stay on the straight and narrow and be productive?
2: I use mantras daily, absolutely daily. When we did the album last year... Um, we did mantras on the album. So I use them daily. And, and the reason I do mantras is because I think if you say something, if you use a mantra, you say it over and over again enough times, it can change your thinking, it can change your energy. For me, everything is about energy. So um, if you, can ch- you need to keep that energy upbeat. And if you can change it, you know, to, to keep it into a really positive place, then it will be good. So as a resource, is, what I would say is tap into yourself, take some time out, and go for a walk, listen to a little bit of music have something that you say look in the mirror every day and tell yourself you're fabulous every time even if it's just but no I'm telling you seriously even when it's just brushing your teeth you try brushing your teeth in the mirror and say Adam You are fabulous. It's amazing. It really sets you up for the day, you know. As long as there's no one listening, they think you're mad. Or if you go past the street and you're sort of walking down the street, and so many of us are busy going, I don't like my ass, I don't like this, I don't like that. But if you walk on you go, oh, my God, you're fabulous. (laughs) See how how different you feel.
0: At least you'll get a laugh anyway.
2: (laughs) It is, and it's really good it it makes you feel good so for me it's about sort of doing stuff that makes you feel good you know be your own best friend okay and you will see the difference that you can create for yourself
0: what do you think was holding you back or maybe held you back in the past is there anything that springs to mind
2: um well uh, the, the suicide from steve held me back for some time i think i think in many ways i was a little bit um, and around the time as well, I was very uncomfortable with who I was. I was never really sure of who I was. You know, you're you're kind of like in a bit of a shadow when you come out of the womb, aren't you? it's like la la la, you know. And you're there, and you're there as a kid, and you're having a great time. And then you get you kind of get to seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, and twenty, and people go, okay, who are you? And then you've got to work out who you are, and it's like, wham, I'm this person. Oh shit. I don't want to be that person. I just want to be a normal person who doesn't do music, who doesn't do... So I think that held me back for some time. Trying to just be who I was um, was never comfortable. I just felt I had a shadow, and I didn't like that.
0: Is that the shadow you, from your father, Jimi Hendrix? You talk about there.
2: Yeah, I think so. And it, it was just well, also because I'm the youngest. I'm the youngest in the family, so you you're in everybody's shadow. Then everybody knows how to do it better than you do when you're younger. You come, you know, you come wandering along, la, 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 and they've all done it. And so suddenly you're in this bubble of uh, well, how do I get to be? How do I do something that no one else has done? you know so it was and that for me was quite important i even at a very young age i, I always seemed to be feeling like i wanted to do something that was mine and and that probably held me back because actually I didn't never need to do anything that was mine. Everything I did was mine. You own everything that you do. And I think that's a big thing once you realize that. You, you, you own your space. Own the space you're in. Own the thoughts. Own everything you've done. All your mistakes as well because that's what you're learning from. And
0: I think that was it. Once you, once you know, once you take ownership of you and yours, you good to go. What's some of the best advice you've ever received?
2: But yeah, the very best one for I me, mean, when Steve's died, I, I stopped music completely and I, I went off to become um, a civil servant. I wanted to just be the, you know, because it was all anti-music at that point. So I didn't want to do music, went off to become a civil servant. And um I ended up working at the um, cabinet office, so one of the big offices. You can never do anything simple. Do you know what I mean? You couldn't just work at the local dole office or something. Anyway, so I ended up at, at, at number 11 um, doing all this stuff. And my boss there said to me one day, somebody was really rude and I wanted to strangle this man. <laughs> and I didn't. I was really calm. And he said to me, Teo, treat people. And I said, I wanted to slap him. <laughs> and he said, treat people with the respect they're giving you at the time. And I thought, what? You know, and I said, but because I'd always been taught you have to treat your elders with respect, you know, my mum always taught me. And everybody was older than me at the beginning. Now they're not. Um, you have to treat everybody respectfully, even if they were rude to you. I um, mean, he said, treat people with the respect they're giving you at the time. And I think from then on, I sort of took that on board. So I didn't feel that I needed to be nice to everybody anymore. It was just about, okay, if somebody's in a bad place, you, you're entitled to step back. You don't have to listen to that abuse. And, and so that, for me, was a big thing. Because until that point, I, I was running with that, you know treat everybody with respect, all your elders with respect. Um, And and now that that really helped me to live a better life. It helped me to understand that I think if, because if people are rude or if people are having a bad day, you don't have to get into, I'm not saying be rude to them, but what I'm saying is you're entitled to step away from them at that point. If they're not being respectful to you, you're entitled to step away from it at that point. And same with you, if you're not being respectful of self, you know, you, you need to just shut up and go and find something else to do. Because, you know, if somebody doesn't show you love, or if you're not showing yourself love, you're
0: putting yourself in that position and allowing it to happen. Can't blame anyone else but you. Okay, this is our wake up question. If you woke up tomorrow and you still knew everything we just talked about today, but you had a clean slate, what would you do and why? Start from scratch. What would be a priority in that first day, that first week? And, you know, what would you do? You could do absolutely anything you fancied.
2: I am about to do all of that. So if I wake up tomorrow with a clean slate, everything is gone, but all the knowledge is still there, what will be my priority? My priority will be to keep myself mentally strong, to do the things that mentally keep me motivated, all right? And it isn't about materials, it isn't about money, it isn't about anything like that. It is just about allowing myself to feel the freedom of the fresh air, to make sure that I'm surrounding myself with the pyramid of people, and it only needs to be three, but people that are going to encourage you, support you, and be there for you. We need people in our lives that are going to inspire inspire us, and people that are going to be inspired by us. So for me, What's most important today, um, as of right this instant, is the people I have around me now. That's more important than anything else. So if I can be an inspiration to somebody, great. If I can have somebody in my world, and I've got several people in my world. I've got, you know, I've, I've been connected with the Shirt Lunch Club and these people now. So I've got some amazing people around me now. Um, that's my inspiration, you know. So for me, it's just, what's the most important thing at this point? Tapping into who I am, tapping into the very core of me and having the courage. Somebody said to me very recently, you know what you've got to do? And I said, no, what? Well, I'm making gather up all your courage into your arms and march forward. That's what i do. If I woke up tomorrow with absolutely nothing, I would always have all my courage in my arms.
0: Who do you think I should interview next? Who do you think would be really good for the Awaken Your Alpha show? could be anyone you fancy, um, but usually we're looking for one or two of your contacts.
2: I would do Kieran Griffin. Kieran, is, he's the guy who used to be with Addison Lee, so he's really good. I would do him. He's definitely an alpha male, very strong, very inspirational, um, entrepreneurial as well. Um, and I would say Manuel Adebayo. Emmanuel Adebayo, he's one of the football players. I think he'd be very good. I can tap into that and see if we can get him on for you. I think he's a good guy. He's, yeah, he's a lovely guy. Or Didier Drogba. Yeah, get hold of him. He's really lovely. Let's see what we can do with that one. Didier Drogba would be amazing because he's so inspirational. And Adi Bayo is good as well. Both
0: of them lovely guys. And finally, what's the best way people can get in contact with you or follow you or just see what you're up to? I know you recently you you've just had a new album come out. Can you tell us anything and everything that we need to know about you?
2: oh the album is experience this it's got mantras on it so have a look at that um, you can follow me on Twitter under Tao Hendricks at Twitter um, have a look on the Facebook page there's, there's two pages the Teo Irvine Hendricks the musician um, page and there is Tao Healing which is my private page so they're very welcome
0: to tap into one or t'other and um, they'll, they'll get a bit of information trust me I'm very boring well thank you so much for coming on today it's been an absolute pleasure even with all our technical problems we got it done so i really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Done.
2: All right, lovely. I'll speak to you again, Adam. Take care. Have a good day. Get out and
1: shine. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live Limitless. Tracking down the finest alpha minds on the planet for you every Monday, Wednesday and Friday. Worlds they live by. For example, put the cookie down. Origins. Biggest failures. Fears. Awakening moments. Yoda questions. Yin Yang. The alpha round and their wake-up question to finish. Do the little guy a favor. Check out this fantastic podcast. Subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back. Brand new for
0: 2015. To get all the updates and exclusive insider tips and resources of what's coming up and really be in touch with this show, make sure you don't miss a trick. Head over to ayalpha.com and I'll give you all the resources through there. Sign up, sign up to me, and currently we're giving away my number one best-selling book, The New Rules of Success, completely free. So jump straight over to there.
1: I look forward to sharing this journey with you. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless.